0: this is Dr. Mini Malhotra and welcome to the Better Prescription. As a physician I've always wanted to help people understand that there is a better way of taking care away from prescriptions and procedures. This podcast is a tool that will help and guide you to a natural root cause approach which can not only prevent diseases but also reverse them if they are not too advanced. So I'm so happy to share some information with you because You know, recently, a lot of things have started opening up after COVID, but we still have to be very careful. And as a note, this podcast is only for education purpose. It's not a replacement for any medical advice. If you're looking for medical advice, see a licensed medical professional or if you're looking for a functional medicine practitioner you can go to ifm.org and look for a functional medicine practitioner close to you. So we are not here to discuss whether you need to be vaccinated or not and all countries have their own restrictions in terms of vaccination requirements. The issue is to apply common sense while traveling in a pandemic. So now with the borders opening up recently announced in Canada and Europe, it brings an opportunity for traveling again, right? So here are 10 tips I have for a safe travel. One is research the country or state you're traveling to and in terms of COVID data. So I did research and I found some travel requirements for Florida like even state-wise there are some differences so you really if you're traveling inside U.S. so there are no quarantine requirements for travelers entering Florida but it's strongly recommended that persons who are you know showing any symptoms of COVID-19 or who know or suspect they have been exposed to COVID-19 do not travel until the periods of isolation or quarantine have ended per CDC guidelines and there is no statewide closure of specific business types or destinations. However, individual cities and counties can institute their own restrictions based on local conditions. So travelers should search online for local ordinance and emergency orders for the cities and countries they will be visiting to determine any local closures. And travelers don't need to submit any information to the health department while traveling to Florida. And this is for local domestic travelers. There is no testing requirement for travelers entering in Florida, but who develop COVID symptoms in Florida are not required to contact the Department of Health or any other government agency. They are expected to follow the CDC isolation guidelines and seek medical attention as necessary. And there is no statewide mask mandate in Florida. However, individual cities, counties, and businesses have the power to institute mass requirements as they deem necessary. So this kind of information you can get on CDC website. I did look up Australia and Australia has no travel restriction for their own citizen. They can travel but they have to quarantine after they enter the country for a certain period like 10 to 14 days and they have to do it at their own cost. Unless, of course, it's an emergency and then they have to be tested three days before they get on the plane and immediately after they get off the plane. In terms of travelers from US, they are not allowed to go to Australia. So that's I found out on the CDC. So like that, you can find out a lot of travel requirements that are there for different countries as well as domestic travel. Second tip is airplane or car travel. So during travel, wearing a mask over your nose and mouth is required on planes, buses, trains, and other forms of public transportation into and out of United States, while indoor at US transportation hubs at airport stations. Travelers are not required to wear a mask in outdoor areas of convenience, like open deck areas or ferry or uncovered top of a bus. And then there are also state and local recommendations for mask wearing and social distancing. And after travel, self-monitor yourself for COVID symptoms and isolate and get tested if you develop symptoms. Follow all state and local requirements and you don't need to get tested or self-quarantine if you are fully vaccinated or have recovered from COVID-19 in the past three months. You should still follow all travel recommendations. What about traveling by car? While traveling by car sometimes can be tedious, But actually, you don't come into contact with many people and you can keep your stops to a minimum. And I will talk about where to stay like hotel and Airbnb comparison. But uh, and of course, you can you can actually control a lot of things if you're if you're traveling by car. But of course, it's not possible for everybody to do that. So uh, car travel is actually a little bit more safer than your air travel. Number three is hotel or Airbnb. So travel is shaping up to have a major comeback, you know, this summer as more Americans become vaccinated in response to new CDC guidelines that say fully vaccinated individuals can safely travel in the US. As a result, many will likely book that long postponed family vacation, romantic getaway or bucket list trip. Of course, the novel coronavirus isn't going away anytime soon and safety and travel will still be top of the mind. Fortunately, when it comes to safe uh, lodging, travelers have many choices and all of them are actively quoting business with sweeping new policies and protocols. Many large hotel chains have announced big changes to cleaning policies and Airbnb requires all hosts and guests to commit to the enhanced cleaning program, which includes wearing a mask, practicing social distancing and abiding by a five-step enhanced cleaning process. So Airbnb have really increased their cleaning requirements. However, there is still an element of risk. After all, travelers who prefer hotels like for on-demand housekeeping, room service and impressive on-site amenities may now view those same person-to-person interactions as liabilities. Similarly, in Airbnb from bedsheets, everything from bedsheet to fork was previously used by another person. So if you are trying to determine which is the safest lodging, I read an article by a doctor and they gave us some information about how you can decide so when mass making arrangements for overnight lodging as well as other decision you you make when leaving your house during the pandemic the most significant risk you can in, encounter is direct contact with other people so when you're traveling you're more likely to encounter not only other humans but those who come from backgrounds and locations which are unfamiliar to you so that is something that you always have but i think airbnb is is a better bet than the hotels as of now and uh, just because whenever you are staying in Airbnb it's just you and your family and you can always do some precautions like if you have to cook you can wash all the dishes and cookware in the dishwasher before using it that will kill the virus if it is there and make sure you keep the counters clean so things like that you can have more control over in the Airbnb. Number four is eating out. So as the corona pandemic drags on, many of us actually look forward to days where we will be sitting in the restaurant. There's something wonderful about eating food you didn't cook (laughs) and dishes you don't have to wash. Maybe your favorite restaurant is open for business and you've thought about going, but still feel unsure about whether it's safe to eat out during a pandemic. While many establishments have created seating plans that incorporate social distancing, you still might be wondering if these new arrangements or even patio sitting makes dining out safer right now. So lowest risk is carry out and delivery. If you're missing that amazing house sirloin from steak house across town, go ahead and order it. but to keep your corona risk to a minimum opt for takeout or delivery. And many restaurants offer curbside pickup, carry out or delivery options. So carry out or delivery is safest way to eat right now because your interaction with other people is short and limited and wash your hands before and after getting your food and wear a mask during pickup or delivery. Medium risk is eating outside. So if the weather is agreeable you may be thinking about dining on the patio or at your local restaurant but it's not a foolproof way of to avoid the virus. If tables are spaced at least six feet apart eating outdoors is safe than eating inside but there still must some risk of getting the virus when you're around other people. Consider your acceptable level of risk. People who have low risk factors for coronavirus may be comfortable eating on a restaurant patio, and olders who have health conditions may not want to use that risk. So, if you chose the patio dining, make sure the restaurant has strict policies on mask wearing and social distancing, and even outdoor tables should be at least six feet apart. And customers should wear masks when they are not seated, and employees should wear them all the time, right? Highest risk is eating inside the restaurant. Big shocker, right? Carries the highest risk. A recent study showed that adults who tested positive for coronavirus were about twice as likely as those who tested negative to have been to a restaurant. So if you decided to eat in, check the restaurant safety measures, look on the website or call and ask if the staff is pacing the tables at least six feet apart, wearing masks at all times, Cleaning tables and chairs with disinfectant between customers and limiting the number of people who can come inside. If the answer to all these questions is yes, then there's still a risk that you still get exposed to, to the virus. Number five is nutrition on the go. So if you're traveling and you, and you have to stop somewhere which is not familiar, like restaurants and other places where, of course, you can carry out But you can also carry certain foods. So you can have your breakfast and then you can always carry food which is non-perishable like protein bars or health snacks, healthy snacks like nuts. There are so many other options like veggie, you know, uh, fries are available. There are many healthy snacks that are available now which you can carry and keep your hunger pangs away for that short period of time if you're just going out for a few hours. But of course if you're going out the whole day then you have to make sure you research the restaurants, as I just said. Number six is mindfulness. So practicing mindfulness meditation actually boosts your immune system. So just doing it a few minutes Every day before you start your day at the end of the day will actually keep you calm in a storm and it will help your body stay in a relaxed state which really calms the cortisol and boosts the immune system. Number seven is exercise. Try to get some exercise or movement, whether you're going for a walk or you go to the gym or you swim. I mean, of course, keep the pool to a minimum. If you have too many people in the pool, that's a big risk. But you could do any form of exercise which works for you. And even when you go to the gym, make sure you wipe the equipment before and after use and just make sure that it's not too crowded, right? Number 8 is supplements and nutraceuticals. You should take immune boosting supplements like vitamin D, multivitamin, probiotics, omega 3s, zinc, vitamin C, just pack some extra and take it with you on your trip that will help you, you know, with your with actually protecting your immune system. Number 9 is socializing. Try to keep socializing to a minimum. We as human beings, we are social animals. And we meet people, we st- try to connect to people and sometimes we find people really with the same wavelength or uh, or they match our personalities and we want to hang out. But that could be dangerous at times because you don't know their background, you don't know what their health status is. And so try to keep that to a minimum, try to keep it in your group. And if you do decide to socialize then use a mask, social distancing and all the other necessary precautions. Number 10 is when you're planning activities. So if you're going out, like if you're going out on the sea, if you're going on a boat, make sure you know how many people are there and what are the policies on the boat, because that could be one big way of transmitting the virus or getting infected from the virus. If you're going out in the sea, Make sure you're not close to each other, you know, and, and look at the place that you're going. What are the rates of COVID infection there? But people come from all over the country. So you could be exposed to different, you know, people. So plan your socializing event to a minimum. And as it is that many of the places, they have restricted the number of people who they take out now for any outdoor event or any event in which there, there are people, you know, who have to be crowded in so that's all i have for you today and i'll talk to you again in the next week with another topic please send your questions to dr mini at anchorwellnesscenter.com and share this with your friends and family and give us a review a good one i believe we are all here to help and serve people so if you found this helpful make sure you share it with someone someone who is deciding to travel or if you are deciding to travel and you want to share it with your family that would be great Take care and I'll talk to you soon in my next episode. Bye.